Today, Mitch Anderson of Eyes on Isles joins us to talk about Atu Ratu, the Islanders' top prospect, what makes him special, and how soon he'll be in the NHL. Plus, we go into the listener mailbag for some emails, and we answer your questions. All that and more coming up on today's Locked on Islanders podcast. Sark tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Monday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad you could join us today and be part of the Locked On Islanders family. And thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Bet BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline, where the game starts. We've got a lot to get to on today's show. First, we are going to talk to Mitch Anderson of Eyes on Isles. He's going to break down Atu Ratu, the Islanders' top prospect. And we're going to start with that right now. And right now, it's my pleasure to welcome to the show, Mitch Anderson. Uh, he is, uh, you could read him on Deckhands and Eyes on Isles. He covers the Islanders, always giving us full coverage there of Islanders prospects, among other things. Mitch, great to have you here. Thanks for joining us today. Oh, Gil, the pleasure's all mine, man. Uh, this, is, this is fun. It's going to be a fun time talking about prospects with you. One specifically, right? Yes, today we're going we're gonna to start with one specifically, and he is the top-rated prospect, according to most uh, experts that I've spoken to, in the Islanders' system. Why? Let, let's start with that. Uh, but he's just got everything. He He's absolutely everything. So regardless of take away the whole, like, ah, oh, he should have been the first overall a couple of years ago. Right. Forget that, because that, that was in the past what he is now. But he is uh, he's so strong on the puck. His puck skills are excellent. His hockey IQ is excellent. And the guy is always trying to learn. And he's got lungs for days. He can be out there all day, and he never gets flushed in the face. He just – he never stops going. It's He's an absolute specimen. Now, this wasn't an easy year for him. I mean, you mentioned what happened with the draft, where he was originally expected to be one of the top prospects uh, and ends up falling to the Islanders in the second round. Lou Lamorello grabs him. What happened that caused him and his stock to fall? Uh, there is a lot, but it really comes down to he lost he lost the joy. Like when I spoke to his Finnish coach, Antti Peninen, he had told me like at one point, Otto was like, I don't want to do this anymore. He just didn't want, because the, all the pressure, all, and it, the thing with Otto Otto is one of his strengths and also one of his weaknesses is the kid just always try, he, he's always working constantly in the gym, constantly pushing himself. 
And when he had those limits of you're going to, or not even limits, but that ceiling of you're going to be first overall best guy, he tried to push himself to reach those highs and he just pushed himself too hard. And yet, you know, after a little bit of a slow start, changes teams this past year, midseason, and it seems like the light went back on. The, well, the, the pilot light got lit again. <laughs> is kind of like, so Islanders fans can kind of relate to that in, in when you look at Oliver Wallstrom, for example. Oliver Wallstrom didn't have a necessarily good year this year. And the one tactic that Barry Trotz was using, whether you agree with it or not, was more of a, of a uh, punishing um strategy if you will like you don't do what i want you to do so i'm going to take the only thing i can take away from you and that's ice time instead of going the more positive route or positive reinforcement like i'm going to dangle that carrot i'm going to give you more hoping to get more out of you and so what Autu was going through with with Karpat was the 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 former right the all uh, the barry trotz kind of regiment of like you don't do what i want you to do so i'm going to punish you and what happened with that is he'd play third or fourth line minutes even if he got into the team but then when he went to ukraine that changed with Ole Jokin, and they're like, no, I'm putting you top line, top six. It, it started second line. I'm putting you second line with our best player in Petrus Palmu, and you're going to go out there and play full offense. You're going to play power play. You're going to play PK, all of it. He wasn't doing any of that, barely five on five with Karpat, and that changed. Once he gave him that faith, he took off. And let's talk about the skill set because that's yeah. obviously something, you know, this is an Islanders team that is looking for more offensive players, players who can move the puck, players who can shoot the puck, players who can create scoring chances. You know, what does Ratu add to that equation once he gets here? He's all of that. He's not the he's not going to be like Oliver Walsh necessarily in terms of his shot, but he's got an NHL caliber shot. He's not the quickest skater, but he knows how to get into open positions. He's not the the smartest necessarily, but he's got that in spades. He's good at just about everything. He's not going to blow you away in any one category, but it's because he's good at everything that makes him such an appealing prospect. And that's what he's bringing to the table in North America. Not only is he already North American ready, like his style of play suits itself better to North America than it does to Europe. And already he was a 40 point player in Europe, right? 40 points in 41 games with right. last year. It, just looking at his NHL, which is NHL expected. He's already a 31 point player. Just looking at what he did in, in Finland last year, he's already at 19 years old, a 30 point player. Unbelievable. Now we did get to see him in Bridgeport briefly at the end of the season. And then in the playoffs, what did you see from him in the AHL that sort of either reinforces or changed your thoughts on him? I think it just reinforced it. To, to me, going into it, I wasn't expecting anything. I made a video entirely on that saying, like, these games for Autoratu mean nothing. Take nothing. If he fails and bombs and doesn't score a point, doesn't matter. If he explodes and scores a billion to point, doesn't matter. The big thing for him with this move now coming to North America that early was just that he's in North America that early. He gets to adapt to living in North America, living in Bridgeport, getting to the arenas, all those, those things that we take for granted, right? Like just getting to the arena. He knows how to do that from day one next year when that really matters. But this year, what I saw from him in North America is that he didn't get, he wasn't scared um, from the, the stage didn't scare him getting, uh, put into a professional league in North America, didn't phase him in the slightest, and he just enjoyed the process. When I spoke to him, that's all he said. Like, I just really enjoyed it. I had a fun time. It, it was tough, but I enjoyed it. So that that's all you want to hear. 
Now, you mentioned something earlier I want to get back to. You said that he's probably better suited for North American rinks than European rinks. Why is that? And what is it about his game that makes that so? So you would think immediately, like European rinks, there's all that space. Isn't that great for a, a forward like him? Yeah, of course. And he uses that space very well. But he's a more physical player. When you saw in Yukonit, he would go down low. He would be talk to anyone about Josh Bailey and the main criticism. Like he doesn't fight along the corners type of thing. Any pro Simon Holmes from same thing. He's not tough around the corners and they're not wrong. That is not the case with Aturatu. He has no problem throwing around his six foot frame or six foot one, 190 pound frame. And the kid is, is just pure muscle. Like he's always in the gym. Always, always, always. He doesn't mind playing that physical North South game and, and his stop and start. So that's something that I know Auntie Pennington for team Finland preaches a lot, the start and stop game, which is something that is, more synonymous with the North American game than it is European game where they don't do that so much. Aturatu plays a start-stop game. So he's already got that in his wheelhouse as he's coming over and he's only 19. Obviously, I have to ask this question. We're talking about the Islanders. How well does he get back and play positional defense? I mean, it doesn't have to be Selkie trophy material, but (laughs) what what is he going to give you defensively? Yeah, I don't think he's ever going to be Patrice Bergeron, but he's going to be, he's okay defensively. That That's something that they preach a lot in Finland. Uh, you have to play solid defense. I know everyone thinks like it's big open ice. They play no defense whatsoever. It's actually quite the opposite. There's a lot of emphasis on defense. I know when I was speaking to TPS's head coach, who used to play for the Islanders in Raimo Helmanen, or Heimanen, uh, he said that we practice defense more than we practice offense. And, and that that's... You have to do that. You have to learn how to play defense. Now with Aturatu, he's only 19. His defense isn't going to be great because these are situational skills that you pick up. You only know how to play NHL defense by playing NHL hockey. So he's not going to be great as he gets there. But the one thing with Aturatu is that he's so coachable. He's so open to everything. Ole Jokinen went out of his way to say like, this kid, Aturatu specifically, I have all the time in the world for him because he's got all the time in the world for me. Whenever I have a lesson, he's just soaking it in. Doesn't matter what it is. So what does he need to work on now? I'm assuming he's going to come to camp with the Islanders and probably, unless he blows people out of the water, start the season in Bridgeport. Yeah. What does he need to work on this coming season in order to make that jump to the NHL and be NHL ready? skating skating number one um his skating is okay in his nhl passable but he can always be better at skating and then defense his defensive skills aren't fantastic they wouldn't blow barry trots out of the water let me just say you that (laughs) um but they're fine they're going to be passable at the nhl level and then just his i want to say his discipline we saw it in the playoffs last year for you could it where his discipline got the best of him or lack of discipline. I should say where he takes like a game penalty or a match penalty and then another one. And then he's out of the game within the first 20 minutes of the game itself. And you're going oh, to, what are you doing? bud? like, you shouldn't have done this. And one of them was just showboating. They score and he like, he went up to the goalie and showboated like what? No, Oh, they have to like nip that in the butt as best they can. He's always going to be a chippy player, but they've got to get him to, or find a way to rein that in at least, as best as he can. 
So it sounds like there is a little bit of a maturity issue. Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. And he's 19, right? Like both yeah. of us at 19 years old weren't necessarily the most. I have a good times tattoo, Gil. It says good times on my back. I was not a mature 20 year old. <laughs> Fair enough. So <laughs> if you're estimating his arrival full time in the NHL, give me your best estimate as to the timetable. Next year. Not, not sorry, not 22 23, but 23 24. I expect him to be pushing for a spot at the NHL level. But remember, it's Lula Morello, right? If you have time, you take it. And even then with prospects, I think his saying goes, there's no such thing as bringing a prospect up too late, but there's such a thing as bringing him up too early. Yeah, and Islander fans are only too familiar with that if you go back to <laughs> to their history. So yeah, no, no question about that. Uh, Mitch, why don't you tell our viewers and our listeners where they could find your work and uh, where they could find follow you on social media? On social media, it's at TLO Mitch. I don't play for the StarCraft thing, and it's just TLO is a thing that I did years and years and years ago. Uh, you can get me there on Twitter. In terms of my content, unfortunately, my time is running out at Eyes on Isles. I'll be done at the end of June. But you can get all my prospect stuff on my YouTube channel, and that's Deckhand. So just type in Deckhands on YouTube, and you'll find me. Mitch, thanks so much for joining us. Pleasure to talk to you today. Oh, Gil, the pleasure was all mine. And today's episode is brought to you by your friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including the Stanley Cup playoffs and Major League Baseball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Time now for us to delve into the mailbag, and uh, we have a bunch of emails. I'm going to get to one today, and then I have a few more tomorrow. If you want to get an email to us, please check in the email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter, at LockedOnIsles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter, at Ice Wars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I, and we keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings throughout the offseason. We've got the draft, free agency, trade rumors, everything that happens between now and the start of training camp, we'll have you covered on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Uh, this one is from Sean in Denver. Sean writes, Gil, my name is Sean. I've been an Islander fan since the late 70s. In the late 80s, I moved to Nashville. Uh, I was an original season ticket holder for the Predators for the first six seasons, and I have lived in Denver since 2004. He writes, I'm not so optimistic about the Islanders' future. I feel that Lou Lamorello's mindset is stuck in the pre-salary cap era. The bulk of Lou's success came before the cap. Since the cap's implementation, he has a failed cup run with the Devils and two Eastern Conference final appearances with the Islanders. Some of the contracts he's given out to third and fourth liners make me believe he hasn't figured out how to manage the cap. Lambert makes it look like we fired Barry Trotz to hire Barry Trotz. I'm also not overly impressed with some of the younger guys that we have seen in the lineup from time to time. I know Trotz was criticized for his handling of players 
like Bellows, but I don't think that Bellows is going to be anything more than average in the NHL. When Lou held his press conference after the Trots firing, he stated we needed a top-level scoring threat. We've needed that for two years. Has it taken him this long to figure that out? Uh, In my opinion, for us to make another cut run, we need two new solid D-men that are mobile and two new forwards in the top six that can score. I just don't see how we could pull that off. We have too many unmovable contracts with too much term. I hope I'm wrong, but at the moment, I don't see this team being good anytime soon. And that one, again, is from Sean in Denver. Sean, first of all, thank you for the email. Glad you enjoy the podcast, and thanks for the kind words. Look, you're not the only one who has this concern when it comes to the Islanders. And I think that what we're talking about here is that, you know, you you may have a point that in the past some of the contracts have been a problem. But I think that's less of a problem as we go forward. Uh, Cal Clutterbuck, for example, $1.75 million for the next two years. That's what they re-signed him to. Zach Parise, $750,000. These bottom six forwards here are now more in line with where you'd like them to be. Martin is making a million and a half. Clutterbuck a million seven one point seven five mil. Sezik is at two point five. Again, maybe a little bit higher than you'd want for a fourth line center, but Zeke does give you some extra. Look, I'm not going to disagree with you. There are contracts here, like Bailey and Palmieri, that are a little too long and a little too rich for the blood of what you're getting back. But uh, I think it is still relatively fixable. The Islanders have about $12 million in salary cap. And I think you think we need two puck-moving defensemen and two goal scorers. I think the Islanders can get by with one puck-moving defenseman and one goal scorer to start the season. And then, come trade deadline time, maybe, just maybe, you start moving uh, a couple of pieces around whether it's by trade or uh, whether it's, you know, putting someone on LTIR if there's an injury or sending them to the AHL to clear up cap space and basically creating enough room to add that other scorer or other puck-moving defenseman at the trade deadline. And that way, maybe it's a rental, maybe it costs you a little bit less, and, you know, look, this team... Two years running up until, you know, not this past year, but the year before was close. No team in 2020 and 2021 gave the eventual Stanley Cup champion Lightning more of a difficult time than the Islanders. I think this team does have a little bit of a window right now to still tweak and not have to do a complete rebuild. But in a year or two... That window is most likely going to close, and then you're talking about a complete rebuild. I understand the issues you have with Lou Lamorello, but I think he's in the Hall of Fame for a reason, and I think we're going to see more from uh, Lamorello this offseason. You know, he said, I got to make hockey moves. Now it's up to him. 
to go out and actually do that, and hopefully he does keep his word. So uh, thank you very much for the question, uh, Sean. It's uh, you know great to hear from you. Thanks for listening, and I, I hope I answered it. I, I, I agree with you. I just don't think it's quite as bad right now as you think it is, and I think that in a year or two that window will close, and then we're probably facing more of a rebuild unless Lou can make some moves and, and retool this team sort of on the fly. So that's that's where we're at right now uh, with this Islanders team. And by the way, I wanted to mention news coming out over the weekend, Barry Trotz announcing that he turned down all that free beer in Winnipeg. He's not going to coach this year anywhere in the NHL, at least not to start the season He's basically saying he needs to take some time, be with his family, uh, and maybe the Islanders letting him go was more of a, a situation where you know, maybe, you know, Barry Trotz's heart wasn't in it, or he felt he needed to take care of his family first, and we'll see what happens now. But uh, Barry Trotz not going to be coaching in the NHL this year. We've got more to discuss on today's show. Uh, we have got our Islanders' birthday of the day and a few more parting thoughts. All that and more still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. Happy 48th birthday to a very popular Islander defenseman. I'm talking about the big guy, six foot five, 220-pound Eric Cairns. Cairns, 48 today, the Oakville, Ontario native, originally drafted by the Rangers in the third round back in 1992, made his NHL debut in 1996-97 with the Rangers, joined the Islanders at the during the 1998-99 season, and stayed with the team through 2003-2004. Look, Eric Cairns, big, physical, tough, uh, you know, had 196 penalty minutes in his first full season with the Isles in 1999-2000. Stayed in the NHL through 2006-2007. Uh, after leaving the Islanders, played for the Panthers and then the Penguins. Uh, played in 457 NHL games, 10 goals, 42 points, and 1,182 penalty minutes. You add 16 playoff games in the NHL, uh, with 13 of them coming with the Islanders, and he had 28 penalty minutes in those games. Cairns, after his retirement, been a part of the Islanders organization in scouting and uh, player development since he, uh, you know, for a long time now, actually. And, you know, interviewed him for my book, Shorthanded. Great guy, great to talk to, and... Really uh, very much aware of, you know, how to judge talent and, and bring it in. We're going to look at one of Eric Cairns' better games with the Isles. November 23rd, 2001, at the Nassau Coliseum, the Toronto Maple Leafs in town. Curtis Joseph, the netminder for the Buds. Chris Osgood in between the pipes for the Islanders. And in the first period, the Islanders score first. Sean Bates, his seventh from Alexi Yashin and Radek Martinek at 549. Islanders up 1-0 after one period. 
In the second, it was the Leafs tying it in the opening seconds of the period. Matt Sundin is 11th, Mikhail Renberg and Jonas Hogland with the assists, again at 19 seconds, were even at 1. But midway through the period, our Islanders' birthday of the day, Eric Cairns, his first goal of the year, unassisted at 9.15, Isles up 2-1, to one. and in the third, the Islanders get the insurance goal from Michael Pekka, his fifth, unassisted, the Islanders skate away with a 3-1 to one win in this one. 24 saves for Osgood. For Eric Cairns, our Islanders' birthday of the day, he had the one goal. It was at even strength. It was the game winner. He had it on his only shot, and he was on the ice for 10 minutes and 42 seconds. And no, no penalty minutes for Cairns in this game. But Eric Cairns, always a very popular player for the New York Islanders, essentially because of his physicality, his willingness to defend his teammates, and his ability to keep opposing players away from the Islanders' goal. So uh, always a fan favorite, and Cairns, you didn't mess with him. He didn't take anything from anybody, and and uh, quite honestly, it's not going to start, you know, it wasn't going to start anything with Eric Cairns without paying a price. So, Happy birthday once again to Eric Cairns, 48 years old today, and Cairns is our Islanders' birthday of the day. Uh, we've got a lot more to do this week, uh, busy week ahead. We're going to look at Simon Holmstrom, uh, his impact uh, as a prospect, where he's going to be, and William DeFore also. Uh, going to talk about those two prospects coming up, so we'll certainly discuss that and we're going to dip into the mailbag again some great questions from some more listeners and if you've got a question again please send it to us asap so i can read it on tomorrow's show we can get to the mailbag as quickly as possible and even if you can't if you're listening to this later feel free to email us because it's always great to hear from and interact with fans that is going to do it for today's episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Thanks for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On NHL. Locked On NHL covers the playoffs like no other. Hear the latest news and opinions from local experts every Monday through Friday. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And, of course, let's go Islanders.